And got it. So, Jao, uh, you know, it's been more than seven. It doesn't feel like it's been seven weeks since we last talked, man. <laughs> but you know what? I want to talk about our friend Kat and her current webtoon, Our Next Seven Weeks. Yes. And yes, I'm not confused about that anymore. That's actually the title of the webtoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not bad. Um, just just for context, everybody that's listening to Bodega Nights that might not be listening to or might not be a listener t- to the Castle Garden. Um, one of our recent guests is a self-published author and one of her current projects is a webtoon um, called Our Next Seven Weeks. And uh, we just got through reading it. There isn't, there isn't very much there yet. It's one of those like episodic kind of things. And um, it is, it's a, it's, it's a mood. How do I, how do, how do kids these days say that sort of thing? Like it's a mood. It's a, it's a lit AF, FR, FR, for real, for real. I yes. mean, that's, that's, that's not really what I'm looking to say, right? Because it isn't lit, uh, it isn't explosive, it's, all right. it's moody. But it hits you right in the feels, man? There, that, that's, that's cool. There it's moody. Go. It's moody. It hits you, like, straight in the feels. Uh, it, it feels uh, very slow and introspective. Um, I, in comic books, there's this thing called uh, a silent issue, which mm-hmm. is pretty much... An entire like comic book um, episode, not an episode, but like a comic issue where wow. there isn't any dialogue, where there aren't any text bubbles. It's just um, all of the action is like visual. This feels kind of like that, even though they do have a little bit of dialogue going on. It feels like Wonka Wai. Um, in the mood for love, that sort of thing. Like that's the that, that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from it. So. It's a it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I see. It's a vibe. I like that. And for me, I also like the art. Pretty much love it. Like I've been checking out a couple of webtoons, and the art here in our next seven weeks is totally top notch. Like it has to be up there. So big props to A E Veternal. I, I think I got the name right. And yeah, uh, our friend Cat is the storyteller. Her name there is Rainy Ragdoll. Yeah. So and it's, uh... we want to ragdoll you to the direction. <laughs> of our next seven weeks. It's at penlab.inc slash title slash r dash next dash seven dash weeks. You can check it out there. I think right now they're in chapter what? When we're recording chapter 10 or chapter 11. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, it's episodic. Yeah, like okay. I said, it's, it's episodic. They, <laughs> they use, they use episode. They're, they're nomenclature, nomenclature is episode. So we're on episode nine right now. Nine. Yeah. Okay. So maybe when we release this, it may be episode 10, guys. And I'm telling you, you are going to love the, uh, well, the part of chapter 9 or episode 9. Because it, it's going to make you say, what? That's all I can say. I can't spoil it. But you're going to have that what moment if you read it. So long as you read the first eight <laughs> episodes beforehand, obviously, unless you want to go in blind and just jump into the last one. <laughs> I mean, we're not stopping you. So, yeah, yeah, but to, if, if I'm being honest, you you do need those first eight like of course issues <laughs> in order for the thing Context. that happens in nine to be like impactful. So you know, and that's our it, next, guys. Yeah, our next seven weeks, great art, great story, pretty good. And now back to our show, Bodega Nights. <laughs> 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 Hit the intro. 
Oh, there's the. That was the crossover. That was the crossover with the cast garden. Yep, and we are here at Bodega Nights recording at a weekend night. My name is Martin. We got Jao, and since Jao mentioned Cast Garden, yeah, that's our friend Kat Olan, who has been our guest for the past three episodes. And I think when we drop this, we'll have another guest. Maybe. Our friend Rods, right? Yeah, you know, Rods, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a magician, right? And after talking to him, it was like a lot of my old... Um, interests started coming back to me and you know you you actually mentioned that we've been doing this whole podcasting thing for like a decade or whatever and like it's it's um i've been doing a lot of card magic it's so annoying that like you know i'm going to start like having these vices again (laughs) (laughs) by vices you mean card magic yeah by vices i mean like oh my god my wife is gonna kill me when i show up with like 10 decks of cards in the house and being like oh here pick a card ha ha you know like oh man watching um i've been watching this magician the spanish magician called danny dortith which is you know spanish magicians are amazing (laughs) as a as a general rule and uh he just has this amazing like any card at any number and uh, david and i have been freaking out about it I was like, how does he do that? And uh, another thing that I've been getting into lately is um, origami. It was one of my, oh. it was one of my okay. interests as a very young child. Right? And um, we were at a at a client meeting the other day with uh, with my wife. Right? She was uh, she was talking to the clients, um, and I was pretty much being the secretary there. And the clients brought their son who's probably okay. like five six maybe seven years old and um if there's something you know about kids that age they just get really bored really fast oh yeah like kid didn't have a kid didn't have a cell phone on him right uh so like what i ended up doing was making a shuriken right making one of those like Ooh. ninja star okay. things uh with like two pieces of paper I gave it to the kid and he's like, Oh my God, how you do that? And I was like, I'm going to teach you how to do it right here, right now. And for the next like 20 minutes or whatever, I was just teaching this kid how to, uh, how to make a shuriken while simultaneously printing out documents for like the client. And, um, the amazing thing was I was able to get that kid to sit down and shut up. Whoa. Because of the interest that is the shuriken. Yeah. Because usually, like, uh, how old's the kid? Five, six? Thereabouts, yeah. Because, like, when I was that, I'd be annoying and running around in circles. Really? Uh, The thing about the the law firm is that it's in a pretty small space, and so I was, like, really scared as well. Like, oh, no. And we're on the third floor, so if the kid starts running outside, like, it's even bigger problems. I'm like, hey, kid, here's a a shuriken that, you know, you can show to your friends and hopefully don't throw it at them and, like, poke their eye out. So can you teach him? Sure you can. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hadouken. Hadouken. Hatfutsensuken. And yes, this is our tie-up for Street Fighter Six. Totally not sponsoring this episode of the Deganites. Not sponsored. <laughs> but speaking of sponsorships, you are sponsoring a wrestler, right? No, no, no. I, uh, 
it's complicated. We can't talk about it here. But Channel 14 in its 10th year anniversary is part or part organizer of a wrestling event or a wrestling card event that's organizing co-organizing a wrestling event the same day. It's kind of complicated, but basically, Jao, everyone listening, we have an event. August 21st. It's called DexCon. And just like Jao, I have a vice that involves cards, and that's <laughs> wrestling trading cards. Specifically of Veer Mahan, Omos, and Dante Chen. But who's asking, right? <laughs> so yeah, DexCon is on August 21st. I think it's going to be lunchtime onwards, maybe lunch up to 5 p.m. Because Jao, 5 p.m., uh, I showed you a Facebook reel that lines up a few matches, uh, wrestling matches. Mm. That is our tie-up, a Dexcon's tie-up with World Underground Wrestling Philippines. So while Dexcon is happening at S Brood Cafe in Bulusan Street, Quezon City on August 21st, that afternoon. And guys, may I remind you, Dexcon on August 21st is free! (laughs) So just go in the cafe and spend as much as you want to get your trading cards. Have a grand old time. Make sure you tip the waitress when you order the, uh, the drinks. Pretty good drinks there. Good coffee, good hot chocolate, good mozzarella balls. The balls are all right. Um, what else can I say? Uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining this on the back of, like, or 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 like on like the door on the menu or something of the, of the cafe, right? Like the balls are all right. Actually, that Bodega was the name of the the mozzarella balls. The balls at are at one all right. point when they tied up with MWF. All right, balls. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right the balls are all right all right <laughs> there's more than all right it was pretty good <laughs> so yeah um dexcon it's it's like a uh we're thankful to be part of it channel 14 that's channel 14 fight sport manila the nutcase our friends at kayfabe cafe World Underground Wrestling and the Wrestling Boy PH. We're all there for the card event, but we're also there like late afternoon at the place next door, which is like Brawl Pit Belusan, home of some MWF shows, some World Underground Wrestling shows, where there will be Woo PH's August 21st event that will be headlined by like two international uh, wrestlers. Yeah, that's going to be Singapore Pro Wrestlers, uh, Pro Wrestling's Alexis Lee returning for, I think, her third uh, go-round or fourth go-round here in the Philippines, taking on Malaysian pro wrestler Poppy. Not to be confused with that, you know, that uh, rock star that made the song of NXT a few years back. That's a different Poppy, guys. But, <laughs> you know, bear with me on this. She's uh, famous in Malaysia as part of APAC Wrestling. But aside from those two in the main event, we also have to, like, talk about our local stars. So, if we showed you the reel, you'll see like former MWF champion, the inaugural MWF champion, Robin Sane, who's now part of who will take on Zara, the guy who I think, Zhao, you saw, who looks like Rey Mysterio with a Rey Mysterio mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luchador style. Yeah, so it's like Luchador high-flying style coming at you, Robin Sane versus Zara. Then you're going to get uh, a brawl out between two people who are hashtag Matagal Matandana. <coughs> I mean, matagal na sa industria. That's <laughs> the Bidra Vena versus Razael. All right. And of course, you know, we can't have Wu without our homeboy from Mandaluyong. That's Ken Cypher, who's actually taking on one of the international guests here called Steve the Teacher. So yeah, that bald guy right there, you guys saw that. So there we go. And 
aside from those four matches and the main event, which is SP uh, like Singapore versus Malaysia, we have two of the biggest names in Philippine pro wrestling today with Crystal and Jake DeLeon making JDL. special appearance, says man. So the question is, will we see either of them in a match? I don't know. Who knows? But you know that they'll be there. So you better be there. And uh, I think the ticket prices are at what? Uh, there's a meet and greet. There's a uh, ticket price without a meet and greet. And if you guys are like, watching road to faith mwf you have a 100 pesos off of any of the tickets there if you bought anything from our friends at fight sport manila be it the mwf action cards crystal kiss card the pwogs t-shirt i'm wearing right now in recording you also have a 100 peso discount but that's the maximum discount you can get so either or so choose the 100 percent uh 100 peso discount at the counter or when you pay through gcash through our friend linus from kfab cafe there are also other options where you can just pay at the front door there you go so yeah guys august 21st Zhao, i can't believe after 10 years we're actually sponsoring or being a co-organizer of a wrestling event ain't that wild and this was after what? This is a couple of years after Jobber Talk uh, was is, is no longer a show. <laughs> Indeed, Jobber Talk had to die for Channel Fourteen to rise up. <laughs> we should probably uh, we should probably make like a separate wrestling show, not not Jobber Talk, but like a completely new wrestling show where we talk wrestle about wrestle talk. With, oh wait, no, someone has wrestle talk. <laughs> yeah, and we're supposed Daniel to support. We're supposed to support them, right? <laughs> Yeah, but no, uh, no, you only support Channel 14, not you, Ollie Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I actually, I actually really like, uh, that sort of family of YouTube channels, like Wrestle, like the, the British guys. Yeah. Like, like Cultaholic. Wrestle Talk. <laughs> and, uh, what, Cultaholic? Yeah, the Cultaholic boys and, um, the, I, I keep thinking No Rules Bard, but then that's like the board uh-huh. game one, right? Like the, like Adam Adam Blampier's board game channel. Uh, anyway, the, anyway, Jawa, thank you for letting me plug this shit up as a tie up because I'm very excited. And uh, guys, if you're into card collecting, there's a lot of things you may want to see there. Even like rare cards that we'll put on auction, especially since uh, the owner of WPH or at least the head honcho, uh, Saint John Martin. Yeah, his name is also Martin. <laughs> has like tons of rare cards. I I have a feeling he'll be selling some of those or like at least auctioning one or two of those. So yeah. yeah. There you go, guys. Uh Dexcon in the afternoon. Woo X Dexcon presents Woo August 21st. It's gonna be a fun August 21st holiday in QC, baby. So be there or be square. <laughs> Be there and be in the squared circle or something. Yes, yes or watch the square circle. <laughs> yeah. So, like, speaking of events and whatnot, I might be in Manila in December. Oh. To, to watch the Mobile Legends, the MLBB World Championship. MLBB. Bang, bang. Mobile. Mobile. So from Cactus Jack, bang, bang, to Mobile Legends, bang, bang, pretty quick. Y- y- yeah? yeah I-, I like how this ties up because Poppy's from Malaysia. And in Malaysia, there's going to be the first part of this this thing, the M5. And then it goes yeah, the here M5. in the Philippines. 
So pretty cool stuff, man. Um, I got to ask you because I'm not into this. It's I, I guess I was surprised you're into MOBA, like Mobile Legends, because I know you're a Hearthstone guy. I'm, I'm not. Been, I'm not. My, not? Wife, my wife is. Oh, shit. Your wife is. Okay, so she I think, likes Mobile Legends. I think Migs and Ling are totally going to vibe because I know Migs is also into Mobile Legends and into certain teams like Bren, whatever. Yeah, even so Bren what's and your, all of that. What's your wife's team in, in this like in this tournament? I do not know one of the one of the Filipino teams, I guess. Like Echo or Blackfest. I don't Echo, know if I, I got know. the right one. <laughs> I'm not sure the teams. <laughs> Echo, go orcas, go orcas, go orcas. <laughs> although they're, they're part of although they're part of like a larger Southeast Asian uh, like esports group, right? Like I guess so. Echo Echo was basically. One of the subsidiaries of an Indonesian esports company, so oh, it's like the Filipino branch of an Indonesian company or something. I mean, like we we have a, we have a number of those sorts of things. Like um, um, RSG has a Singapore team and a Philippine team, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know I don't I don't know, but it's it's probably going to be one of like AP Bren, uh, Blacklist International, or Echo. Maybe RSG. I, I I don't I I don't know which team she supports. All I know is that she likes Mobile Legends a lot more than I do. Um, okay. But what's funny <laughs> is not, like, <laughs> even in Brazil, there's like that one. Like it's also a big thing. Yeah. Like Mobile Legends. Uh, but sadly, I heard from the Liquipedia.net, mm-hmm. Brazil and Lan Las now no longer has a region guaranteed spot. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that's like it's huge in Southeast Asia, Mobile Legends. Like it's for for anybody here that is listening that isn't from Southeast Asia, uh you you know how in the US the big thing is uh Xbox, right? Like a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of esports, a lot of esports in the US uh center around that sort of thing. So um stuff like Call of Duty and yeah, you know, all of the uh, yeah, like those those sorts of games, right? Like North American Counter Strike is supposedly a joke, right? Um, in uh, in Europe, the big game is Counter Strike, right? Like oh, you know, this is, yeah, man. Like some of the some of the most amazing Counter Strike matches are like well, actually Counter Strike is also quite big in uh, in Brazil, I believe. I there was so. uh, CS:GO. It's kind of okay here too, right? In Philippines. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, it's it's all, but it's it it just fails in comparison to, uh, um, it fails in comparison to Mobile yeah, Legends and Dota, right? But more Mobile Legends because it's a lot more accessible. Everybody here has a cell phone, so you know when I when I hang out in the smoking areas and malls and stuff, you just see people on their um, coffee slash smoke breaks, just playing Mobile Legends in the corner. It's like. You know that that um you you your turret has been whatever you you your, the enemy has been slain or whatever it is. And when I was a teacher, man, our kids were really into Mobile Legends as well. Um, during the intramurals, we had a Mobile Legends tournament. It was like an intergrade Mobile Legends tournament or something. So it was like the eleventh graders versus the twelfth graders, I believe. And never have I seen so much passion from students. You know, like I wish they were that passionate about media and information literacy, but you know, <laughs> it was it was really weird, right? Because um, during the during the during the intro, I was like, yeah, 
you know, people were really into stuff. But when the Mobile Legends or when the esports, because we had like League of Legends as well, but it wasn't really that big. But um, when Mobile Legends hit, like everybody was in that little auditorium. Even like the people that were manning the uh, yeah. booths in the cafeteria, like oh. the workers from the waffle booth in the cafeteria and oh like God. the barista at the coffee, like little coffee booth in the cafeteria. They all went into that little auditorium and were just like yelling. It was amazing. It was glorious. So yeah, like mobile legends is huge in Southeast Asia. And um, I'm quite excited to, uh, to attend this with my wife because we were supposed to watch the uh, Bali Masters, Hearthstone. Oh, okay. Right? And um, we kind of set aside a little bit of money for that. And uh, this was supposed to be in April of 2020, I think. So we were, like, ready to go. And then all of a sudden, the world shut down. Oof. And all of the tournaments went online. So they were like, oh, man, we were looking. Uh, we, we were excited to, you know attend an esports event that you know we both really wanted to attend um so yeah i suppose this could be the uh drop-in replacement for the, <laughs> the, the, this could be the drop-in replacement for the hearthstone event or Ooh, the the, the uh the bali masters that was supposed to be like our vacation but um mobile legends Bang bang. bang, 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 bang! I might have mentioned this on a third world Linux episode or a third world, um, or a third yeah. world gaming episode, but if I'm being completely honest, I do not like mobas. Like Same here. I, I don't <laughs> Sorry, like guys. the, I don't like the moba, um, and I have a great explanation for it. I guess um, it doesn't have anything to do with. Like, oh my God, everybody's into it. So, you know, whatever. Um, it was because I was really into Warcraft 2 and Starcraft, right? So, you know, the RTS games that I played growing up were Warcraft 2, the expansion, right? Um, Tides of Darkness, I believe, right? Warcraft 2 and uh, Starcraft and, you know, Brood War. And so when Warcraft 3 came out, one of the things that I really did not like was the hero system because you know, oh. that, that was, that was where it first, that was when it first got introduced, right? You had your usual army, but then you had to micro or you had to babysit like one hero and you got to level it up and all of that sort of thing. Um, and like, you know, age of mythology did it as well, right? Big fan of age of empires, age of mythology did it as well. And I was like, Oh my God, is this the direction that real time strategy games are going to go for? Like, we have the the hero thing. I just want to have big armies clash into each other. I don't want to have to babysit one hero. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and um, that was the one thing that I didn't like about well, Warcraft did, 3. So. Right? Oh, that was the one thing I didn't like about Warcraft 3. Because Warcraft 3 was when they introduced heroes. And this guy named Icefrog decided to do a UMS where he took that one thing that I didn't like about Warcraft 3, i.e. the heroes, and uh -huh. turned it into its own little, like, UMS game. And he called it Defense of the Ancients. Oh, man. And so I it was like, that. 
And so it's like, all right, so here's 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 Dota. It's a game that's quite popular, but it is taking the one game mechanic of Warcraft three that I didn't like and turning it into its own game. Oof. You know, it would be like, um, what's the most annoying thing about pro wrestling for you? Uh, uh for me right now. Yeah. <sighs> if I watch it, it's, uh, if you see that they just focus either more on the 20 minute promos, but I know the, the current storyline, I like it, but before it's, it's those like the the Triple H's starts raw with a twenty minute freaking promo of someone he's gonna face for the the belt, but you know he's still gonna win anyway because he's freaking Triple H. All right, now imagine that the WWE spun off their own wrestling, uh, spun off another wrestling show. They called it um, they called it promo, promo power, and it yeah. was like an hour of just promos and no wrestling whatsoever, and, and no wrestling, right? Like. 20-minute promo after 20-minute promo with absolutely no wrestling whatsoever. I mean, I'm sure there can be good drama that exists there. You took my job! Right? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, 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 God, like God knows that you have these uh, theater theatrical performances or theater performances that are just one-man shows. And some yeah. of those are just tremendously entertaining, right? And you can see somebody as charismatic, perhaps, as like CM Punk or John Cena, hold on to an audience for an entire hour while he's talking, or hell, Chris Jericho, right? And, you know, that can be done. You can have amazing promos. But there are just some people that don't like promos. We're here for wrestling. (laughs) If Yeah, and, and if you spun that out into its own show where it was just an hour of demagoguery, I'm sure some people would like it, uh-huh. but some people won't. Well, actually, I think the I think another um, I think an interesting sort of uh, analog would be um, when it, when it comes to pro wrestling, you have a number of different types of pro wrestling, right? Like you have your strong style guys, like your Shinsuke Nakamura's, right? And then you have you know your guys like Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy who venture into sort of flights of fancy like the undertaker that that sort of thing and then uh you know you have the very heavy drama sort of the usos right these are different types of professional wrestling and some people like some types more than others like i'm sure there are some people that absolutely hate the idea of having like this undead kind of dude who Who's, whose main thing is like, I can control lightning or, you know, <laughs> or, okay. or, or something like that. You know, the, the more fantastical kind of, kind of storyline stuff. Your Canes, your Undertakers, your Bray Wyatt's, your but, Matt Hardy's, right? And if you spin that yeah. off into its own show, some people might hate it. Other people are going to absolutely love it. God knows I'd, I'd love to have just an entire hour full of like all of that overproduced, like, I am a resurrected demon or whatever. Or some people quite like Lucha Underground. Other people, not so much. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it, it, you know, it's, it's like taking Rey Mysterio and spinning him off into his own show, at least to the American viewers. Right? Because, you know, your typical, like, kid that's coming up into wrestling is going to see, like, Rey Mysterio and might like him, might not like him. 
Now, Lucha Underground was pretty much, you take Rey Mysterio and spin him off into his own show. At least that's how you might pitch it to somebody that doesn't know any better. And I think that's Dota. Oh, okay. Dota is taking one element of WWE and spinning it off into its own show. Taking one element of Warcraft and spinning it off into its own show. Taking, you know, Rey Mysterio or the Luchador <laughs> style and spinning it off into its own show. That is, you know, some people might like it. In fact, it became more popular. In fact, Warcraft Dota 3. became more popular than Warcraft 3. <laughs> so much that it overtook Counter-Strike, like by what, 2005 or six? Yeah, but that's my explanation as to why I do not like um, massively, what, uh, online... Multiplayer online battle arenas, MOBAs. That's the reason I don't like MOBAs. Because it spun off the one thing that I didn't like about Warcraft 3 into its own game mode. And um, it's uh, it just left a kind of bad taste in my mouth in a way. But I can absolutely see why people like it. And it's fun to watch. I am going to say that it's that MOBAs are, are, are fun to watch. Um, it's just kind of it- tough if you don't know the heroes. That's yeah. kind of, but then that's that's a that's a larger problem with like esports, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like when when my wife watches StarCraft, she just doesn't get it because she doesn't understand the dynamics of like Mutalisk Micro versus a clump of Marines and Medics, like you you know she doesn't understand the um, subtlety, the intricacy, the you know, sort of nuance that goes into that particular matchup. And um, you can appreciate it in the sense that, like, oh, here are a bunch of dudes with guns, and here's, like, this pack of flying things, and you see them, like, attack each other, and you can sort of understand uh, what goes on there. You can kind of understand it, but you can't appreciate it with the same depth as, say, I would appreciate that uh that sort of matchup or the same way that ag would appreciate that sort of matchup and um i fully understand that my wife enjoys mobile legends watching mobile legends probably in the same way that i enjoy watching starcraft mm, okay. with then like that's a good. deeper understanding of the game that isn't to say that I don't have fun watching it. It's just mm. I don't understand it with the same depth that somebody that plays it, you know, quite yeah, a lot. Or, or watches or likes the lore. Actually, I, I don't even know who the characters of uh, Mobile Legends are. I just see, oh, someone's playing MOBA. That's cool. Uh, yeah, there you go. Right? But it, it isn't even so much the lore. It's just what the characters do. Because the yeah. way that um, MOBAs work is one character... Uh, one character counters another character counters another, well, one hero counters another hero counters another hero counters another hero. So, you know, once you have all of that and you understand which hero counters which hero and you put those two teams with heroes that counter each other together, it becomes a little bit more interesting than simply watching, you know, a bunch of a bunch of dudes like smacking each other, you know. Yeah, <laughs> smacking it, it, it at has, the map, guys. In the map of of ML 
of MLBB, okay? Not not in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay, that's, kind of get it. that's that's it. Like there is a certain depth of understanding that comes with playing the game a lot and knowing the heroes inside out, knowing which heroes counter which heroes, which builds do well against which, which other builds, that sort of thing. Yeah, for me, though, I just appreciate the fact that the finals will be here. And it's weird because it's not the only thing we're hosting this year. Because like, I think, obviously, there's another kind of tournament happening around the Philippines or mostly in NCR area, which is the FIBA World Championship. It's a basketball, right? It's happening here, yeah. too. So, oh my God, uh, I can't. I, I uh, like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to brace myself for traffic because of those things. That's all I can say. Wish us luck for traffic. It wasn't. It wasn't big news when our uh, when our national football when our women's team made it to the World Cup. Yeah, that's sad because we focus more on basketball, and I think you know we should focus more on that because, like, uh, I think my advantage was I liked the page of an M- our embassy in New Zealand, so I saw the team being welcomed by our fellow Filipinos in New Zealand when they flew off there. Yeah. So I, I'm well abreasted with the news, and yeah, it's pretty amazing. And they had a game today, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we're not going to do well, well, right? But- because you know it isn't part of our culture. But the fact that they actually made it into the World Cup final, at least and women's, they, right? Yeah, and they actually won a game. Yeah, that's actually big. That's like historic. And and it, I I feel like it's <laughs> it should be said more now. But what was the joke why we should focus more on football than basketball? Was it the height? You know, I don't think it's a joke. I think, like, absolutely we should focus more on football as opposed to basketball. And I can give you a very good reason. Uh The NBA is racist. Oh, yeah, that's actually true. (laughs) Very. Right? Um, And uh, the best example of just how racist the NBA is... This is Jeremy Lin. And that happened, guys, like 11 years ago. He was so big. Lin's sanity was running wild, right? In New York. Yeah, right? So it's like, you know, Jeremy, Jer- Jeremy Lin, one of the greatest, well, not one of the greatest, but like very, very good player, got absolutely nowhere. Uh, After Lin's sanity. Yeah, right? Like, you know. Like, let's be fair. They tried to give him a good run. Houston tried to team him up. But it didn't work. Uh, he went to, I think, Brooklyn or Charlotte, but he got hurt. That's why he lost the season. Uh, the irony of the situation was, guess who had the championship ring compared to him and Melo at one point? It was Jeremy Lin, but the problem was he was not being used that much in the Toronto Raptors team where he won a ring of. And the next season... He was he. I think he played to China again because no team wanted to get him or no team was signing him. Right, that's the and thing. It's sad. It's no sad. team is going to sign him, no matter how good Kai Soto is. He's not going to make it in the NBA. And it's so sad because you had people chanting him to get in, and here's this uh, person who was coaching the team. They were losing. I mean, why would you ride nine to ten of your guys when you can't even ride half of your bench there where Kaisato was in the first few games? So, uh, you know. Yeah. The NBA is... not saying it's racism, but yeah. 
<laughs> no, we're just, we're just, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna straight up say it. Like the NBA is racist against Asians, and you know it's it's their league, whatever. So yeah. fine. Why do we aspire to that, right? Mm-hmm. So you know my uh, my thought on it is really we should be focusing on something like soccer or football or whatever, right? Because the best footballers in the world are brown people. <laughs> hey but yeah um the joke was like because of the height thing but if you check the height of the other teams versus the philippines i'll stop at that well, but there's also there's also a height advantage that comes into play when you're playing football yeah so there i think i saw the other teams they were way taller than our team but hell we still won yeah so that's yeah. still a cap to our you know feather to our cap guys yeah it's it's a I'm going to make this, I'm going to make a really bad, uh, comparison. Uh, the World Cup, uh, in South Africa back in the Mm -hmm. day. When, when was that? That was back in 2010, I believe it was. Or, oh, the Waka Waka, the Waka Waka thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 2010 where, uh, where the world was introduced to the glorious Vuvuzela. Uh, the AFC contingent fielded, can't believe they made it, North Korea. And, uh, that, that was, I, I would think akin to, uh, you know, the, the, the Philippine women's team making it to, uh, the, the World Cup, right? Because like, uh, okay. who, who would have thought that the men's team and uh, that, that, that Korea. North Korea would make, and, and they, they won against, like a pretty big team in the first round. So, you know. Damn. Okay. Oh, yeah, 2010. You're right, man. Um, and the last time they were there, uh, 2010 South Africa, was in 1966, apparently. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's something that I, that I remember very clearly. Like, you have, of course, you have all of the mainstays, man, like from, you know, UEFA, like England has to be there and Spain has to be there and Italy, right? And, uh, from the South American Federation, like Brazil and Argentina have to be there, obviously. Right. And yeah, fine. Asians, right? We, the, the Japanese and the South Koreans had to be there, but the North Koreans, come on. Oh, that was right. Yeah. So, you know, that's sort of like the Philippines in a way. Like, you know, our women's team was like, come on. Really? So, but we did make it. We did make it. Right. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. We should be playing football. Us culture are doing good, I, I heard. Uh, but I'm not into the football thing. So, yeah. you know. That's why I, I'm like, uh, I just see people like at this time over the weekend when I was in Brazil, they're just like sitting outside drinking beer, watching the current football game happening on the TV screen. Yeah, it's so like a weekend like, pastime. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Well, in, to, to be fair, to be fair, in the Philippines, the Ilongos are mm-hmm. pretty into football. Like, ah. you go to Iloilo, you have, like, really good football players there. So, it isn't completely, like, that the Philippines is devoid of any sort of footballing culture. Iloilo has quite a thriving scene. But, you know, Manila just likes boxing and basketball, right? I think... Yeah, well, we did ace boxing thanks to a certain guy called Manny. 
Yeah. I mean, like, we, we are pretty good at boxing overall. The thing that was squandered was billiards, like pool. Pool was absolutely oh God, squandered. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Efren. But, I, I, you know, if there was someone I felt like was who peaked or who who was in the game way too early, it was him. I think had he been debuted in a decade after where things would be more like out there, we can see it more like because of the age of the internet, yeah. I think he'd be bigger now had he started like a decade later and had he been a decade younger. Uh, he would have placed at the same time or timeline as Manny Pacquiao. I, uh, I... I'll have to disagree a little bit on that because so he was at the right time, right place. Yeah. How did we squander it though, or did we just stop from Efren and that was it? But I heard there were some other names like a Bustamante or something before. Oh, yeah, Bustamante was Bustamante was uh, mm-hmm. Efren and Bustamante were around the same time, you see. And then you know eventually we had players like uh, Dennis Orculio and. Um, uh, God, why, why are the names like I, I I knew all of the names like Roberto Gomez like we had a lot of we have a lot of really good pool players but nobody has ever made it to the level of Efren Reyes oh okay right yeah and, uh, he's the most famous one and he was one of the best like yeah. legitimately one of the best pool players in the world uh, but there was no I guess follow through I don't know not not that there was no follow through but like we we just don't have any huge like stars, but then that isn't it really. We we don't have any great players that transcend, you know. Because like there was a time, right? Efren Reyes was freaking everywhere. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> every every street corner had a pool hall. Remember that? Oh yeah. Even in front of our school before it, you know. Yeah, before uh, before that all went down. Like yeah. we had a we had a pool hall in front of the school. Um we played there a lot. Well, I played there a lot, right? Rip that place. Uh oh, yeah. but I, I I don't know. We the the uh, the world the world nine ball or world ten ball championships or something were held in Manila a couple of years in a row. So like there was a time when the Philippines was like a dominant force in pool alongside the Taiwanese and the Americans. Um, and maybe That's the true. Germans, right? But like, you know, we, we haven't, uh, been able to sort of capitalize, not capitalize, but like, it isn't, uh, it isn't something that was sustained in a way. So I don't know. Our next generation of players, while very good, uh, don't seem to have the same support as our uh, previous generation of pool players, but it is what it is. That being said, though, we have some amazing pool players still. Like, it's it's one of those I things know. that it's one of those things that anybody that's serious about pool, wherever you are in the world, if like you're serious about getting better at the game of pool, it's important that you come to the Philippines for a couple of weeks and just hang out in the bars and stuff and hone your like craft. Yeah, as pool uh, as a pool hustler. Yeah, yeah. There was a. <laughs> An episode of uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, oh, right? Because okay. Joe Rogan is really Joe Rogan is really into, um, well, pool, right? He's he's really into pool. He's really into billiards or whatever, and uh, he he had um, what's the name of that Russian guy? 
there was this there was this Russian this really good Russian pool player. Um, is he a Kurd guy? Who? Is he young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fedor Gorst or something? Yeah, Fedor Gorst. He was talking okay. to Fedor Gorst. And, you know, they were talking about how, like, you need to come. Like, Fedor Gorst came to the Philippines and got his ass kicked by, like, a bartender or something. Um, like, back in the day, I got to play with, like, Nika Imanen. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a thing. It was a thing. Then, well, maybe pool is just sort of lost its relevance in the world stage as well right there was uh, a time when you know we didn't have the world pool championships and i don't know i don't know what it was i don't know what it was but i miss those days i miss the days of having a pool hall in like every street corner uh there's yeah. this place in cebu called kiosk mm-hmm. it well it used to be one of those legendary like spots where uh, if you wanted to see the best players in Cebu play, that's where you would go. Uh, I remember there was a there was a guy there. Um, we, we 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 played a couple of games together, and um, he was just so good. He was amazing. And I was talking to somebody else, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy kicked the ass of uh, Francisco Bustamante when he came to Cebu." Oh wow! All right. <laughs> He, he, you know, he, he kicked Django Bustamante's ass and I was like, oh man. So like, why didn't he join like tournaments and all of that stuff? And they're like, oh yeah, because he's uh, addicted to Shabu. <laughs> like, oh. oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, that's right. why, uh, that's why he needs to be a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> daddy need his, uh, daddy need his stove. Unfortunately, kiosk has closed down now. Oh man, it was uh, one of the casualties of the pandemic. I, I think so. Like, it's just really sad. That was that was one of my hangouts, uh, especially you know. Anyway, go ahead. High school? No, no. Um, Bridge school? After after college? After college? Oh, okay. So like when you came back to Cebu, it's yeah. still at least there. Yeah, like wow. I said, it it only closed down about five years ago, four years ago. Oh, right man. when I was in uh, when I was in law school, okay. um, right? Like, Damn. what did it? What did I learn in law school? Two things: pen okay. spinning and billiards. But then you know, I I also played in college, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? But yeah, um, just like what you said, like hang out. I hope we all of us can get to hang out when you guys drop by here for the M five. Uh, yeah. Just hit us up when you get the tickets, and you know, we'll be a calling. Go orcas, yes, or and you too. Um, other Philippine teams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me have no knowledge of MLBB or whatever the hell. <laughs> it's funny because some of my acquaintances are like ML casters. They have yeah. zero to no clue of what the hell this game is. <laughs> well, you you know, it looks so much like. League of Legends, right? There was, there was actually oh, God, yeah. uh, a bit of a controversy, I think. Oh, dude, did I tell you I actually finally got to play League of Legends in Korea? Ooh, because <laughs> I was in the airport. I had eight hours to burn before heading to LA. There was this riot, uh, riot uh, room or something, uh, riot games, and one of the stations had a uh, League of Legends. And dear God, it feels easier to play than Dota. 
No wonder people like it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's you don't waste your time like uh, gobbling up sources just to get this mask of whatever or this treads of whatever the hell. You can actually upgrade yourself by actually killing things, and it's it, it, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's why it got popular. I, I guess ML is like that. It's not like Dota Part One that you have to do this and that and that and that just well, to my, upgrade and be the best. <laughs> I don't know. My I know. <laughs> wife, my, my wife plays a lot of Dota. Well, she used to play a lot of Dota, and uh-huh. uh, then she started playing Mobile Legends. And then recently we installed Dota in one of the computers and she started playing again and uh, she stopped playing because she was like, this game is too long compared to oh. Mobile Legends, right? Mobile Legends is the perfect length for your coffee, your, um, for your legally mandated coffee break, right? Like, okay. The law mandates that you have like a 15 minute break, 20 minute break. So, you know, if you have a 15 minute break, that's just about the amount of time that it takes to play a quick sort of game of Mobile Legends. Whereas Dota, like 30 minutes is the average game time. Like 30 to 40 minutes is the average game time. So Mobile Legends is a lot more consumable in in, in that way. And it's uh, not too big a shock to see how it became popular, you know? Yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Maybe why it's easily... More accessible and yeah. player friendly. I really hope, because dear well, God, um, remember when we played COD? I'd rather play COD than Dota, because yeah. it's more frustrating to play Dota for me. Dota is long. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I remember AG talking about it because AG is really into Dota, and yeah. he was telling me like, "You're really into StarCraft, right?" Like, yeah, I'm really into StarCraft. Dota is much longer. The equivalent of a four pool in Dota is 15 minutes. I'm like, what? Uh, a four pool is something that you do in like five or six minutes to win the game. And, uh, yeah, the super aggro thing in Dota being 15 minutes long, like, that's no bueno. So, yep. you know, <laughs> if, if you take Dota and shorten the game time, I guess that's Mobile Legends. 